I found the button. Hi. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast here on EmoSocialClub.tv. I, as I am every week, still just just riding out this experience of being me. And Brian. And I'm Lizzie just existing. <laughs> In comparison to Brian, apparently. Are our intros getting better or worse? Uh, you decide. <laughs> uh, we're back. It's another Wednesday. It's another experience. It's another time. It's another here. time to go down. Yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're talking a bit with, uh, with our, our friend Peter, who lives in a state that has reopened Florida uh, with drive through prayers. Oh, God. I Look. If I'm not getting Taco Bell, I'm not waiting in line at a drive-thru. <laughs> I would never wait in line for Taco like, Bell. Okay. What are you getting? Okay. Look, I'm not, I'm not religious. I'm not religious. Okay? I said it. I'm on record. I'm not religious. What are you getting from a drive-thru prayer? What do you gain? What do you gain? I don't get it. There's my there's my like real well, hard. It's, uh, <laughs> it's also your hard uh, religious thing. Well, it's also yeah. like you've been seeing. I don't know if you've been seeing, but on Twitter, the way that priests are baptizing babies now is taking like super soaker guns, filling it up with holy water, and shooting it at the babies. Okay, I can get behind <laughs> that. Which is sick. That's pretty good. I wish I was baptized that way. They just dunked me in. Like that baby needs this. <laughs> <laughs> Satan ain't getting you now. <laughs> Can't get you. I'll shoot him with the two. Bring you. him on. Bring him on. I can only assume that somebody in a southern state would find a way to use a gun <laughs> for for more religious purposes. <laughs> I, 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 I see it. I, I understand it. Let's just be happy that it's a super soaker gun. This time. <laughs> yeah, this time. They'll upgrade. They'll be like, the non-believers. And then they'll have... Guns. Oh god. So uh hi. Welcome. We just lost our entire religious audience, and that's probably fine. I have this little like cross stay. over here. Does that make people better? It makes <laughs> me better. <laughs> it doesn't make me any better. Does it make the religious people feel better? I don't know. It just has my birthstone in it. <laughs> yeah. It makes it makes people feel better about you. It makes nobody feel better about me at all. <laughs> um Are we sure it's a bunch of vampire books behind? <laughs> well, they have to be behind it. They can't look at it. It can't be. It can't be in front of it. It's like stand back. Uh, we got to stay back from this thing. It's like. Um. So this week it's just me and Lizzie. Next week we will have an interview. Uh, the safest ledge, I believe, is their name. They're a band. Yes. Uh, who shot a couple music videos with our friend Alex Zarek. Uh, so we uh we got hit up on the internet through uh a group that you're in. <laughs> yeah. I and, found like a not basically like a non-men like music Facebook group that I noticed like I had a lot of mutuals in and I was like, okay, so this isn't like, you know, fake or a joke or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I got in and then somebody was like, oh, I have a presser for like this new 
rock band like can I send something I was like okay whatever like this is what we do <laughs> and then we just started getting like random pressers and I was like reading I'm like I did not send this to this person <laughs> and then I would read the intro and they're like I found your email I'm like mm-hmm. I really like your perseverance but please read the room aka uh read the title <laughs> of the because we're not necessarily <laughs> going to have a bedroom pop artist on the emo social club podcast sorry yeah. to say unless it's like Haley williams doing bedroom pop then yeah duh but then there's history yeah. there there's history there first of all second of all we are open-minded to Haley williams we're very open-minded to Haley williams but there's like, I, you probably didn't see this but last week somebody on twitter came at Haley williams and they said Oh, she's just a plain male white girl. And I was like, could you imagine having that bad of an opinion <laughs> and just being straight wrong about like, it? I can because I've seen the internet and I know that there's like for everything that you like, there is somebody else out there who's like, that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard of. And that 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 spans every conceivable thing. So, I yeah, of course, I can. I can totally see it. It's a bad take, but I see it. I understand it. I know that it's real. I hate yeah. it. <laughs> I, I absolutely, everyone that I followed um, who was like, you know, in the scene, they were like, I immediately block this person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, me you too. You don't need that. You don't need that negativity. No, you don't need life. that negativity. No, you don't. Uh, Swoosh Splash, their opinion is trash. Um, speaking of opinions... Well, first of all, come back next week. We'll have an interview and we'll see, you know. We'll have a uh, good interview with a band that you should check out. I did listen to the few music videos and yes. like some of their Spotify. They said, if you definitely like just, you know, traditional, like newer emo music, definitely check them out. Be ready ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, people are attacking Haley Halsey because Halsey? she's using quarantine to study for the bar exam. Yeah. Uh, listen, just Halsey's fucking, in law school. I mean, maybe. But like, why not? Like, why not study for it? I, I don't know enough about what Halsey's doing during quarantine. Yeah, I don't know. what like, I know that she did a couple like of the Disney sing-alongs. That's all what? I really know. <laughs> all right. Yeah, she, Um, I think she had just a really good wig. Out, or maybe she actually dyed her hair like Ariel Red. But mm. she did like Under the Sea. I like oh. watched it when I was at work in between taking in news because that's more important to me sometimes. Taking in news. <laughs> taking in news i do work in a newsroom so i'll just sit there and i'm like i can't take this so i go to the receiver and i change it so instead <laughs> of it being um cbs2 okay. i'm like let's let's listen to the disney sing-along <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so next week that uh but speaking of opinions i want to get into Oh, sorry. Oh, so she's doing the thing that Kim Kardashian is doing then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Okay, that makes more sense because, I mean, I have friends who were in law school and I'm like, you can't literally do anything for two years but be in Mm -hmm. law school to go to law school. And then, like, at least six months after that to study for the bar. I didn't talk to, like, my two friends who were in law school when they were studying for the bar for six whole-ass months. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, she is not doing traditional law school. Yeah, I know. But, like, that's... I mean, look, you can study anything, I assuming. Like, if you have the information and then you go to, like, take the test and stuff, right? Like, I don't know. That's how that's how I understand things. So you just, you learn things, you get the knowledge. Um, and you for, like, like, for, like, more specialty things like that, you have to have the backing. But I guess not in California. I mean, cool. Great job, California. 
so um, I want to talk about some opinions. Um, the new 1975 record came out uh, last Friday, and there have been opinions. I've listened to it. You've listened to it. Uh, Anthony Fantano has listened to it. <laughs> uh, all of the People. news, uh, the music reviewer uh, websites have listened to it. And so there's a lot of thoughts. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of feelings on the record. Um, so let's talk a little bit about it. And I'll start off by saying 22 songs might be a few too many songs. Yeah, I agree. I um, opened it up. One of my friends texted me out of nowhere with no context other than you like the 1975 question mark. <laughs> And I was like, I mean, I've come around to them since my first experience seeing them at Dirty Nellies that Maddie Healy was absolutely obliterated lip syncing on stage and almost got kicked out for smoking on stage. Yeah. And I was like, I waited two hours for this. Hell yeah, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Well, opinion changed with their last album because I liked it. Right. Um, but I opened up. I opened it up as pop. I'm like, this song is fucking 22 songs. What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, uh, so Dashney wrote in the chat that the album was a religious experience for me. And so I want to go into this saying, like, I like a lot of the songs on it. I just think that there's a lot of songs on it. So your experience will be kind of based on how you feel about that. I think I've heard a lot of people reviewing it as there's a lot of stuff here and some of it is better and some of it is, is not as good as some of the other songs. And I don't really know. Maybe this, this may be me defending an artist. I really like surprise. <laughs> um, would never thought. Yeah. But like, I do not believe that this I don't believe that any like it's important any longer to like limit the amount of releases that you put out. And I think that this is a record that was hindered by the fact that they could not release it sooner. And I don't know if they didn't release it sooner because label choices, uh, the environment around it, they wanted to line it up with their tour. Um, they wanted to go back into the studio and write more songs, which they were recording up until February of this year. So, I mean, that's a pretty quick, like, like short span of time from like one of the last things they did until the album is put out. Um, I feel like, cause if they, if they kept with their original like time of release, it would have been released like late last year, like August, maybe even a little bit sooner than that of 2019. And their last album was only released in like November of 2018. So it's, it, it is a very quick turnaround, but I also think like, that's okay in this musical environment. There's room for more releases and maybe not like full album releases because maybe you have more to say in a shorter period of time than you have over a longer period of time. An 80 minute record is obviously a lot of time that is being filled by stuff. And the more you make, the less it's all going to be at the same quality level. I feel so generally I like the record because it is a lot of interesting stuff. But I also can firmly understand, yeah, there's just like too much stuff here. And it's not all at the same level of quality as some of the other stuff. I definitely, I listened to it when I was walking to the train from work 
And it pretty much, my train ride is usually like an hour and 15 back home. And from that, and also walking 20, 20, 25 minutes from my work, I listened to the whole album. Now, was I awake most of the time? (laughs) No, but I did hear like go in and out of consciousness. And I heard like some songs that I did really like that I like kind of woke myself up to be like, I favorited it on like Spotify. So I knew which Mm. song I liked, but at least the first two after people, I don't remember the names of them. It just sounded like indie dream pop vaporwave to me. And Mm. I almost straight up skipped them entirely (laughs) because I, I personally don't really listen to that music. It makes Mm. me sleepy. And I had been up for pretty much 24 hours and then worked. And I was like, I cannot afford to fall asleep on this walk. (laughs) Right. <laughs> to get home. And I almost forwarded <laughs> it, but it but it just I felt like I should just listen to the whole damn thing just so I know what it sounds like. But then it started to pick up after that. I don't remember what song I don't know the, the titles of them, but mm-hmm. everything afterwards was more upbeat to me with like guitars and riffs. So it kept mm-hmm. me interested in that matter until the end i woke up and i like heard the like all of guys and i was like okay i like this like this is a vibe i can get with and then mm-hmm. i went back when i was cognitive and listened to the songs that like i missed or didn't like really pick up on i'm like i honestly like just don't it just sounds like kind of like every other indie rock album mm-hmm. to me i feel like there are notable tracks that do stand out 100% and if you take those, you have one album. And then the rest, it's just like, okay, I could take it or leave it. And it's there to be there. That's at least for me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel, uh, uh, well, Dashney said in the chat, I put the record on late in the dark in my room and almost like meditated with it. It was literally an out-of-body experience. And I can get that because there's a lot of instrumental. There's a lot of electronic yeah. stuff. There's a lot of more towards that end. Uh, he mentioned during, I think it was an interview or like, it was like a short summary of like what he and the band, um, uh, he and the band were listening to, or like what the influence of the record was. And one of them is this artist called burial. And this, this thing has come up so much. I don't think this is a new song, but burials archangel. That's the name of the song. It is is that up, Grimes' favorite yeah, song? Yeah. Named her fucking kid after? Yes. So, like, that came up. He mentioned it on Instagram, but he mentioned it in context that the song samples Metal Gear Solid 2. And I was, like, watching somebody play Metal Gear Solid 2 on Twitch at the time. And so I'm like, why is everything, like, kind of just, like, syncing up all at once, like, in this weird way? Um, so then I listened to that song, and, like, it's, it is legitimately a very good song. I like the song a lot. Um, and it kind of gives like some idea of where he's going with like a lot of these instrumental tracks or some of the songs like frail state of mind. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, I'm thinking there's, I think there's something you should know. They're like all kind of these like two step beat, like electronic, uh, stuff. And that is kind of in that same genre or that same mood or the same sort of thing that he's going for. And so, I can totally get like you could just like kind of put this on and like kind of vibe out to it and like sort of have it on in the background. It's very different than their regular other albums where the songs are more like pay attention to this, listen to me, like all this kind of stuff. It's very like different, di- different feels, different vibes. Uh, Anthony Fantano mentioned about like the genre uh, 
genre jumping that's a really hard phrase to say because uh, you want to say genre jumping so it's like oh it's God. like moving around maybe that's just you okay fine <laughs> we all know i have a problem talking good thing i have a podcast uh so uh yeah genre jumping between like all these different sort of feelings like there's a pseudo country song on the record there's a lot of like slower songs there's a bony bear kind of like similar song uh Yes, I said clicky dickies, by the way. He did. It was, it was, I'm re- being reminded that I said clicky dickies at one point, and I'm doing a really good job of talking is the is the main point to gather from this. Um, and I, I, I don't know if that is a good or bad thing in that like you and I, like you and I both vibed with people real hard when it came out. Oh, big time. I yeah. mean, the only people who didn't vibe with people – Idiots. Like my my one friend who texted me and just said you like 1975 yeah. question mark. He's like, I couldn't really vibe. He's like, it was more. He's like, I heard of it. And I thought like, oh, Lizzie would definitely vibe with this, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, you are 100 percent correct. And I will say, I was a little bit disappointed that there wasn't really another song similar yeah. to that on it because when it came out, everyone was, because when they originally said like, we're going to release all these fucking albums in like a year or two time span, everyone was like, yeah. what are you doing? And it was going to be like a different genre or like sound every time. I really thought it was going to be like a fucking like thrash dance, yeah. like punk album. And I was like, let's fucking go next 1975 show. Catch me killing someone in the pit. Yeah. And maybe probably not, or maybe, just a bunch of you know people who are not expecting it during people yeah i mean that's probably gonna be what it is at this point but <laughs> i really kind of was disappointed in that fact i did again like i liked the the songs that i liked but i'm also somebody who rather listened to more upbeat like mm-hmm. let's move around music <laughs> um rather than because for me i listen to like electro music to fall asleep Okay. And to like chill out. So when I'm listening to half that song, I'm on the metro. I'm like, well, the train's lulling me to sleep now. These songs are lulling me to sleep. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, them being more on the poppy end before, I guess, pop rock, like yeah, pop vibes, whatever. I, I I don't know how to describe it because it's very like eighties reminiscent in, in, so, indie pop. That's basically what it would be yeah. because it was on college. Like we had it on our college stations before. Okay. Um, a lot of the larger like actual like stations started to pick them up. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, if that's the sound of the 1975, then to like go into a new record and like not do that sound at all. Like it's kind of strange because they really like came out of the gate with like, we're going to play a bunch of different like genre feels, genre sounds, genre, like, like whatever it is, we're not playing the same old, like 80s tinged indie pop whatever it is that anyone can do at this point yeah so i mean, I don't know i want to give credit and be like it is there's something like much bigger about it like whenever maddie healy is interviewed about it and it speaks about it he's always like very like high-minded about what it means to be like him making music right now and it being released right now and obviously like no one was interviewing him about the songs he was writing like last year like nobody's like, oh, like when you were writing people, like what? And when you were writing Frail State of Mind, like what? And those songs came out like months ago or, or, you know, late last year. So it's like, all right, well, 
you've had a long period of time where you've been writing this music and like, what was the end goal with this? Cause it's just kind of like, yeah, we were writing and now we're writing in the middle, like we're putting it out in the pandemic and like, we're all inside and, and this is what that record sort of feels like. And this is what we were listening to at the time. And it's like, yeah, but now that we're like all experiencing it, that's not really like when you were writing every song in every different genre and like, listening to a song going like, I'm going to take this sound from this artist and I'm going to replicate it as the 1975. Like, were you thinking that like, this is now the 1975, like we are no genre. Like there is a complete like disregard for how everything should sound, uh, that we can just do whatever we want. And now is that like preparing everybody for like their next record is not going to sound like their other records. Uh, is it that, they just have a lot of time in the studio and writing music. And I don't know, maybe Maddie Healy's like, uh, I, I don't do heroin anymore and I'm clean and I need the people around me to like help me like stay that way and stay, you know, healthy and stay doing the things that I should do. And it's like, cool. Well, I just turned all that manic energy into creating <laughs> music. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to give it like this, this expectation that like, Oh yeah. Like it's, it's a lot of stuff but like there's a reason for everything. Like he's, he's high minded thinking about all this. Cause I also want to be like, Hey man, like maybe just nobody was around to say no. And you're just like, I'm doing all this stuff. And I also am like, maybe it'll come back like later and be like, no, that, that album was actually like genius. <laughs> like, I think it's really, I think it was him at one point at like, in like one part possibly where he was like, we can do literally any genre and get away with it to an extent. Yeah. Which I can give them props to because they do get away with it at the same time. It, you know, says like, okay, we get it. We, you can do like these kind of like very popular mainstream, you know, sounds, but I don't want that. I want a, a different 1975. So maybe it's even for them to gauge going forward with whatever new album or music they find in the future. Be like, what do people like the most? Yeah. And what are they vibing with? Like, do they like these songs or do they like these songs? Maybe it's like some weird like quiz where you're like, well, if you answer this many, you <laughs> get poll. this, you get this uh, type of music next. Or if you pick this one, you get this type of music next. Or if you're undecided, you just get another grab bag of songs like this one. <laughs> uh, do you think that it's possible that they released a record of a bunch of different genre feels and styles because anybody who likes any genre can just like take the songs they like and put them on their own playlist on Spotify and then just move on. I think that could be it because I actually was interviewing an artist earlier this afternoon and they had said that they were trying to like produce an LP while in quarantine and they were kind of like doing it before, but they were going to try to work on it and finish it up. Mm-hmm. And then they decided, okay, maybe just like a three or four song EP. And then they actually said, you know, the way that the market is going is trending towards singles only. So they're mm-hmm. like, I'm going to put out like, you know, one to three singles then because that's going to get me noticed more. So it could be like that where if you have, you know, the certain 1975 songs that people like, like I'll put people on my playlist because it's very aggressive and hard. So that's what I like to listen to. But somebody else, like my sister who listens to like Billie Eilish, for example, and like um, Rockhampton, um, unfortunately. Um, it's fine. She, she's younger, right? I know. She's young, she's, right? It's she's not like, 20. She's, no, 20. she's like 45. It's like fucking, no, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but um, I think it's like that where you like, you can have these different, 
genre specific songs and be like, okay, you just throw it on and you're still going to get plays. But at the end of the day, you know, you're still going to want to listen and be like, okay, like what other stuff do they have? Especially if it's somebody who's not super like maybe well-versed with their discography. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe somebody who usually listens to like top 40 all the time and they're like, oh, I heard the sound by the 1975, but I like Frail State of Mind. What other stuff do they have that might sound similar to these two? And maybe they'll find like a few songs on that one album mm-hmm. and be able to pull them. So it could also be that it could be a good marketing technique for it. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be a way to get for sure more streams. I mean, there's obviously not a ton of music when they're not... uh touring or a ton of money in it when they're not right. touring so it's like yeah it, it could be a way to add to that i i don't uh well dashney said in the chat they've always said they would do whatever they felt was the right sound for them and it may not be what they did before and i so if you go into the studio and you're writing and like that's your job you know like you're not on tour or you want to take the time you have time set aside for you to go into the studio. And I believe because they're living in their studio right now and you just like own your own space and you just can do whatever you want. Cause you have the equipment like you can just create and you can just make stuff and you don't have to be like held back by these are the expectations of the fans and I need to create something for them. I think there's actually even a song with like lyrics on the record about like, like these, this is what people expect it to sound like. And how they don't want to do that. And I can I can get that. But I also feel like there must be a reason that like there must be something going in in your mind when you're creating a record like that. That like it is a conscious choice to make songs that are not in the same genre as what you did before. And like so there is a conscious choice that this record being put out in the way that it is with the sequencing of the songs, with the genres that they took, with the way that they, they put everything together, strung all the songs together. Uh, this is the end result that we wanted to come to in some form, because if not, then like you can tell, and I don't believe that it's, I don't believe that it's that I do believe that there were conscious choices from beginning to end in putting these songs out there, giving all the songs to them, to, to everybody uh, in this fashion. I just, don't know if it's clear to us like maybe maddie healy's on like some extra level above us or he's just like no nah, i know the whole band might be on that level um is those songs they're not on elon musk level or great i don't think they are but like knowing that like they both like both grimes and Stop. uh maddie healy are influenced heavily by the same song and then like i go to listen to grimes uh uh uh, I was listening to Grimes uh, as like a mix this weekend and I'm like, this is just like what the 1975 did. And it's also like what burial does. And it's like, okay, Grimes does the same shit that this other person did. <laughs> and she's like married to Elon Musk <laughs> or, or has a baby with Elon Musk. I should say they're, they're together. She, she accepts his capitalistic hell as okay. Oh my God. Oh my god! Never, I, never settle for a capitalistic hellscape. Every okay. I, I don't want to get into Elon Musk, but I also do want to just make the point that like it is okay to have a complicated relationship with how you feel about Elon Musk. He is. They couldn't launch his SpaceX today because yeah, of bad weather. Good. Just so, you, if anybody doesn't know, Elon Musk was gonna send um rocket ships into space via tesla and actually put two u.s um space people on them 
Excellent. Because I also didn't know we haven't been sending our own, we haven't been sending out people to space on our own since 2011. That's correct. When NASA stopped getting funding. So we've been tapping into our buddies, Russia, who we fucking hated during the Cold War. And we're that in a correct. space race with how the tables have rotated, they probably think. Especially because I think I heard it costs like one to two million to send one person up there. Because like Russia's charging, which I'm like, you know what? Probably should we put them through? I get it. <laughs> Are you saying that the Cold War was okay because we're giving them the money? No. Now? And also like the 2016 election. The <laughs> grandpa's about to run in here and be like, that's not what I went to now. <laughs> now, let me tell you. Um. So anyway, Elon Musk, it's okay to have a complicated relationship about how you feel about him. He is a unrepentant capitalist who will take whatever actions he needs to take to benefit himself and his company. And also he is a meme Lord and understands that he is popular in the eyes of the internet community. And and incels. Yeah. And there's like (laughs) this big realm of, of that around him, that aura about him. And I think he uses that to his advantage because he understands how to manipulate it. But also he does that and it's like kind of funny. (laughs) So like it's okay to have a complicated relationship with how you feel about him, but he is a capitalist and he will at any time do something for selfish reasons to benefit himself. And so Um, Grimes signed off on that. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, you know what? We'll procreate. That's fine. Yeah. Grimes has fully signed off on that. That is something you just have to be aware of. Same thing too. If if you are, there's um, our friend, Laura. Um, who was mm. on here with Chicago abortion fund. She, she loves Grimes. And when that coupling happened, she was like, I'm so divided yeah. on it. Yeah. She's like, cause I love Grimes, but I hate Elon Musk and everything yeah. he stands for. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. I mean, Grimes has never actually come out and say, said anything. I don't believe about any of that necessarily. So I guess for some no. people that's fine. I get it. Um, but also remember Elon Musk put, like basically came into a very nice neighborhood in Texas and then does rocket launches almost every night, which if they explode, they could fucking kill you if you're in the middle of the night sleeping in your home yeah, that you pay for that. in this neighborhood. Um, no, because they, they didn't they move would never do that. <laughs> uh, so that's also an issue. So yeah, do what you will with that information. Well, we solved Elon Musk at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I was also thinking about this record, this 1975 record that, you know how bring me the horizon put out their album last January, 2019. And then like before, was it before the end of the year they put out like an instrumental, like weird remix record. Yeah. And part of me was like, okay, you wrote the record, you put out the record, you put out the music you wanted to make. And it's all like very, straightforward bring me the horizon album musically it changes a little bit it definitely has the similar like electronic vibes to the same artist grimes is on that record (laughs) they did a grimes song on that record basically um so it's it's similar it's similar to old bring me the horizon it adds in some new effects but it still is the same band you still feel the same band from that then they put out this other thing where they made a bunch of remixes they put out a bunch of weird shit it is weird it's fucking weird like there's a 22 minute song that is him talking bullshit for 18 of those minutes 
does it sound like a hobo johnson song no it sounds like someone is way too high and in the studio okay. and they said all right put it on the record oh shit we put it on the record um <laughs> but like with our mistakes <laughs> but like they can put out two separate things rather than one big thing because i think that like people are listening to the record wanting it to be one cohesive idea from beginning to end and i don't know if that's realistic to give to anybody uh, uh plenty of artists are putting out really long records and it's not about a cohesive package from beginning to end it should be more of like a this is what we wanted to create for this record and put them out so those songs exist and you can buy all of them at one time in this capacity or stream all of them at once in this capacity uh but the idea that you then would take two separate ideas and instead of trying to merge them with one another you would separate them into two different things that then stand on their own. So it's the same band, but you're like, Oh, we did something weird and we did something more straightforward and we did something like, Oh, we wanted to try some different genres and, and take some of these things. So we did that as its own thing. And then we did like more like reminiscent stuff in this thing. So I don't know. I maybe to me, like bring me the horizon did a better way of, of producing that to where like you and I and people who maybe are not like super into the band or like reading everything that they say or like, guessing that there must be like a higher purpose to what they did with it. Like they can just go, Oh yeah, no, I totally get it. Like this is your fucked up nonsense that you put out. And this over here is like your, your ordinary, your, your band sort of thing. Uh, I don't know. I do feel the more I talk about it, the more I'm trying to justify it, even though <laughs> I generally like the record, I still am listening to it over and over again. And like, getting a better vibe for it and like there are a few songs in there that like are super vibey that i really like so i don't know i i'm going back and forth quite a bit and i think in that i'm like i don't really know how to like describe how i feel about it succinctly it's i don't know i know you had a lot of people that were telling you whenever they heard like a song they're like i don't know man this is weird this is this is strange like what the fuck is this song yeah, I mean, I had friends who were like, I really vibe with this. And then I had a lot of friends who were like, I don't, I just don't like it. And I'm like, all right, well, that's doesn't really give me a look. Because I, I had, didn't listen to it until Sunday. So it was, you know, mm -hmm. a few days after the release. So I'm like, I don't know how to pull out or think about this then. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm hearing such split opinions other than the fact that, you know, oh, this is happening. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> Uh, I don't I don't know if I have much else to say about the record. I'll keep listening to it. I'll come back to it. I was going to play some songs last Friday and I even posted about it and I'm like it's too it's too low. I, I don't want to say low energy. It, it's not low energy. It's just it's it's different energy. Yeah. And like I wanted to keep like a DJ set like more up and poppy and I played a few songs like that and we got real vibey last week. But big uh, vibes, big vibes, like sad vibes. And took some sad As requests. Always. And then it's like, all right, we're getting the energy back up. And it's like, all right, what can I... Oh, there's not really no, like... Like, people is, like, super high energy. I think Frail State of Mind is pretty high energy. And then other than that, you're like, fuck it. Like, this is just... People is how my usual high energy... That's, like, my consistent high energy level. <laughs> yeah. And it's if I'm listening to music, that is not that high energy level. <laughs> It's not music. I usually that's probably so dangerous for my life. Oh my god! I always tell people. I I mean, we had um when I was at we're still working at my um promotions gig. We had local natives in for a mm -hmm. studio show, 
and I like local natives and they're, they were playing music and one of my, one of the account execs that I'm pretty cool with comes up to me and he's like, how do you think of this music? Cause he knows that I like listen to music differently, I guess, from most other people, apparently. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is good. Like, you know, I'm getting ready to fall asleep, like music, or I'm like chilled out, like in the morning, walking to work. Like, this is like what I would listen to if not a podcast. And he's like, this is pretty upbeat to me. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, how is that anybody so fucking high energy all the time? <sighs> I don't do drugs. I swear to God, I don't do drugs. This is me just natural. <laughs> Guys, she swears it. I swear. Promise. Promise. Girl Scouts honor, whatever the fuck that was. I don't whatever. Know. <laughs> just throw a couple fingers. Whatever I was. I was a I was a cadet. Was I a cadet? No, I didn't make it to get a cadet. I was a junior. And then I stopped. Ah. Uh, uh. So you never you never finished being a girl scouting? No. The green vest is where the pickle green vest is where I ended. <laughs> I was looked at the khaki color. I was like, oh fuck that. I'm not gonna wear khaki. What am I, a nerd? What am I? <laughs> I didn't want to say anything else. Nerd was the right one. I was like, what's, what's better? I'm like, no, nerd was the right one. I, don't I said that to uh, one of my friends at work because I was on the phone with my brother. He had called me. And I think he was asking what pants he should wear with a shirt. And I was like, don't wear fucking khakis. You're going to look like a goddamn nerd. And like down, like two computers down was one of my friends. And he looks down. He's like, oh, good. I didn't wear khakis today. <laughs> Oh, good. This is the same. This is the same friend who texted me. He was like 1975. God damn it! <laughs> same guy. Same guy. I do want to talk a bit about how the so Chicago is getting close to a a, a breakthrough reopening. and reopening. Um, still no direct date. We talked. I think. I think it was last week. We talked a bit about how um, the governor of Illinois had said that the state will be moving towards reopening soon. We will allow, for example, uh, restaurants to hold outdoor seating arrangements, uh, among other things that would, that would benefit different industries and different people, uh, within social distancing and wearing a mask guidelines and stuff. And then like, I think it was a couple days later, Lori Lightfoot said, yeah, but not Chicago yet. <laughs> like we're not ready. <laughs> and I was like, for me, like, Oh, thank God. And I'm like, okay, but then like, what is the date? And it's like June ish, hopefully like mid June at the latest. And I'm like, all right, well, the biggest thing that's with that, um, the least Chicago businesses since that announcement has been, um, put out there was that they do really are pushing more. And I think it's going to get signed this upcoming week, hopefully Mm -hmm. about having to go cocktails. So instead of doing like Mm. to go like, you know, make your own margarita kit at home, it's literally one single, like, yeah here's your margarita please don't drink and drive which i mean there's still things that have to be worked out because obviously there's possible public public intoxication you know yeah drinking too much you know hopefully not drinking and driving i mean they they have to work out a lot of those rules and regulations but if they're able to do that a lot of bars especially Mm -hmm. are going to be able to sustain themselves for a lot longer instead of closing because about 75 percent of chicago businesses were projected to close by the time that pretty much like in the next six months by like September. Yeah. If we don't enact different things or have more funding for them. So this would be one's way of preserving some of those smaller businesses that wouldn't be able to stay open or, you know, otherwise, I mean, even the fucking Mike Ditka's restaurant in gold coast indefinitely closed. That's a huge thing. (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah. Fucking Mike Ditka juice box. Anyone <laughs> watch kicking? I almost called them. He was in my office one morning at like 9 a.m. <laughs> and, and my friend was like, that's Mike Ditka. And I was like, <gasps> and I almost said like, hey, juice box. And I'm like, I'm not going to get my ass kicked at nine in the morning by Mike Ditka. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Who's calling me juice box? Juice box. Um, <laughs> but that's um, but that's the bigger step that we're trying to get to. Otherwise, mm-hmm. there also one rule that was just amended this morning was that anybody who doesn't have outdoor seating but has window seating where you can open up the windows, mm-hmm. you can um, figure out some type of seating for that. Okay. But I mean, the one picture that they did use it was Chicago Tribune, I believe, was of Ramen San in West Loop, and you and I both yeah. know having frequently been ramen people there yeah um that window is not that big you maybe no. have like two or three <laughs> seat you know you know tables separated by each other if you're lucky so it's also wondering if that's going to even be enough right. and a lot of these places still need you to make if you're coming to sit down most of these restaurants need to have you make a reservation ahead of time mm-hmm. they're not going to take walk-ups at least for the most part, because out here in my town, they're getting ready to start doing this by the weekend, pretty much at the end of the month. And they've already unveiled and they're going to try to close off some of our main downtown streets, which is going to be a hot ass mess for certain places that have um, outdoor seating. And you're seeing how they're like spread out. And to me, it seems kind of ridiculous to try (laughs) to even have this because some of these restaurants only have like four or five seats. Yeah. And when you actually look at it too, um, they're not always six feet apart, especially like the back of the chair to like the back of somebody else's chair. It's not six feet apart. So that's another issue. You guys should have to turn around to sneeze. (laughs) So that's a whole nother issue. And then trying to, (laughs) I mean, there's going to be a whole set of rules that go with it. And a lot of it is going to be, well, you have to wear a mask like when you're not eating pretty much. And I think that a lot of people are going to have issues with that especially as they start to also have, you know, alcoholic drinks served with it. Right. You're going to get, I feel like we're going to have unfortunate increase in like bodily battery of people like, hmm. you know, coughing on their oh, servers yeah. for being like, you need to wear this mask. Yeah. Like if you take a drink, like you lift it up and you're like, <laughs> put it back. That's what I do when I get my coffee and I walk to work. God. <laughs> I, so I'm conflicted and like, I, I, I don't want to speak in talking points that other people who are also like leaning into any sort of conspiracy about it oh, are no. saying, cause I got into like some weird hole. I went on Facebook for like two seconds and I was like, great. Of course to fucking read a thread of this shit. People, I like how you went on Facebook for all the two seconds and you went to a conspiracy theory hole instead of like going into like, YouTube and getting into like a two hour conspiracy oh, yeah, theory. Yeah, no, hole. I don't get it. I, I don't get into it on YouTube. I just watch the same shit on YouTube over and over oh, again good. because that that is that is at least comforting to me. And news, but you know, still comforting to me in a way. I did um, go on Facebook and one of my friends shared a conspiracy theory like Twitter thread hole, and I'm like, can you just get on fucking Twitter with this shit? Like Jesus Christ, grow up. But it was about like the Mandela effect. I'm like, oh, I'm getting too deep. I gotta close everything out. I can't I gotta, do this. I got too much shit to do today to get into the Mandela effect. Like I can't deal with this. Uh, so th- this person that I was reading their post was like, they work at a bar, and they themselves, that bar is in. It's more in like, 
I don't want to say Southern Illinois, but it's like kind of on the outskirts of like the Chicago neighborhoods or even like. So South know, Chicago a bit farther. No, even like farther than that, but like more like uh, West too. like not like. Oh, okay. like I'd say even like more toward like DeKalb. Uh, I'm not 100% That's sure. That's north. I don't know where things are. DeKalb is up north by fucking Wisconsin. DeKalb is west. Northwest. I'm not pulling up a, 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 a Google Maps on this stream. I can, I can get to DeKalb if I speed on the expressway in 45 minutes from where I'm at. Well, That's which way northwest. are you? Are you, south, are you more I'm southwest? I'm west. No, You're I'm west. straight western okay. suburbs. I'm so like down a, the street from fucking Aurora. Oh, goddamn. Fuck you, Aurora. Yeah. So <laughs> then I will correct myself and say it's probably a little bit more west than you, like out towards like where it starts to become more country. Yorkville? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, not quite cornfields, but not probably, the close suburbs. They're not technically in our like regional breakdown. They're probably like we're not. We're, I think we're like one north central. When you look at the governor's plan, they're probably like outside of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you get further past that, because I think the cutoff point of that is technically like Oswego, Yorkville, or yeah, like at okay. the borderline, okay. and then anything that's past that is already pretty much like halfway to uh, phase four gotcha. because they have okay. a lower infection rate. Yeah. And a lower population. That's so why like, NI, NIU, which is in DeKalb, is like, we're going to have in-person class. And I'm like, yeah. Hmm. Mm, curious. Where do you think those in-persons are coming from? Hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, you've, you've got this like person who works at a bar in an area where there is less of an infection rate, mo- probably more on the road to phase four. Uh, and then like I go into the post because they said something like, basically, if you can have 10 people on a boat, then why can't you have 10 people in a bar? And then I just had to read all the comments. Like why, <laughs> like you asked the question and then people responded to you. What are the people saying? And of course what they're saying is like, just, just conspiracy shit oh god and it's all anecdotal like none of it is like oh well i don't see anybody getting sick around me and then this person goes in and responds like oh well actually we just lost the second person that we know to to uh to coronavirus yesterday like they just recently lost another person in their life to the disease so they know the disease is real but of course like the messaging around like what is necessary in order to keep yourself safe to keep others safe is the problem. And there are enough people out there who know very little who are speaking quite a lot. And they were in this comment thread. So I'm not speaking like that. I don't want to ever like equate my, my concern and my confusion and sort of like my understanding of it to any of that. Cause I know like for sure, a it's fucking real B it's fucking happening and C like it will be like, like you should follow the regulations because it will prevent a lot more issues even if you don't necessarily understand fully how it does and why it does. So why do I have to wear a mask if I'm also six feet away? Uh, Because the percentage of chance that you're going to get infected or infect somebody else becomes a lot lower when you do two things instead of one. If you brush your teeth and floss, that's better than if you just brush your teeth or floss. So there's there's stupid arguments where I'm like, bro, all you got to do is take like two seconds, two seconds. That's enough. So I'm not thinking that, but there is some concern from the position of somebody who lives in Chicago, has a lot of people I know who are out of work, am out of work, like, 
uh, seeing places like Subterranean, we, we, we can get into that as well. Like Subterranean having to do a GoFundMe to make sure that like they can stay open. Uh, so I want there to be an option like, like you mentioned with to go cocktails where a Subterranean can do something even though it may be a little bit more of a risk, if there is enough of following the rules like social distancing and wearing a mask that you could prevent the rate of infection going up exponentially, like just growing because everybody's trying to get a margarita from sub T. <laughs> but like at the same time, like how do we then move to reopening the economy without doing something like that? And like, at what point is it like we have to just, we have to do it and the risk is still going to be there at the same possibility as anything else. So I don't know. I, I, I get a little confused as well, just because there are a lot of messages out there. There's a lot coming from uh, both people who are doing the things and who are not. I don't know if I fully understand why it is bad to be walking outside without a mask. If you are by yourself <laughs> Or like yeah. not around anybody else. And like I see people in the two seconds I'm on Facebook saying like I saw a bunch of people out without masks. And I'm like, well, were they six feet apart? Like I understand like that that it would be better to. But like if you're not like in a situation where you're around anybody or like if you're immediately going back to quarantine or like you don't know like where anybody is or where they've been or what they've been doing. Like it's really weird to like judge people on like their choices like that yeah especially like again like if you are exercising you're not supposed to wear these masks because you can asphyxiate asphyxiate <laughs> that word comes back again that we just don't know how to say back again <laughs> and that's you know that's another issue but obviously um if you're for some weird reason working out near a bunch of people which is fucking weird First yeah, of don't all, don't do that. <laughs> that's weird. Not right now. Don't do that. No, I mean, I really don't like working on a group of people. The most I do is yoga. And I'm like, I like these people even fucking around me. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just me personally. Yeah. But especially right now, if you're just running, but you're, I hope you're trying to run in like a not really populated area as much as you can, because, you know, if I ran, which I would never do on my own unless it was on a treadmill <laughs> and I was wearing a mask and I'm asthmatic. Right. I would hurt myself exponentially doing that. Yeah. And anybody who doesn't have asthma, you can still hurt yourself while doing that because it changes the way that you breathe. I mean, people have literally died from wearing, um, most of them have been N95 masks. Mm. Um, I have a few, and that's where the few masks that I wore, was using when this all first started, because that's all I had. My dad mm. just had extra in the garage from a project just gave to me. And it it's hard to breathe. It's hard to adjust your breathing because you have to actually like cog like cognitively like be like and like really pay attention to how you breathe and like relax yourself. But when you wear it for too long, you can, and you haven't changed how you're breathing or you're breathing too much or say like you're having a fucking panic attack and you're wearing one. Sure. It's not fun. Yeah. Take it off, but don't do it. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. Yeah. Um, that's going to hurt you. So when I see people saying people were jogging without a mask and I was like, yeah. okay, that's what they're supposed to do. I was walking. I live about like a 30 minute walk from my downtown area. So sometimes I'll walk down there. I'll have my mask in my bag with me 
just in case I decide to go into like, you know, get a coffee from Sparrow Coffee or go to get a smoothie or something. I have to wear a mask, obviously. But I don't wear a mask because I'm walking and I'm walking a further distance. Right. Um, I will say when I am in the city, I do get kind of paranoid. So I do wear a mask when I am walking. Um, but I'll usually take it under my put it underneath my nose unless I see a big group of people and then I put it back up and then once mm-hmm. I'm away from the big group of people I put it back down so I can breathe also fogs up my glasses you can't course. see of course you can't be walking around not seeing in Chicago <laughs> I'm just saying it'd be a risk that you shouldn't take it's a big risk I already take that when I put my sunglasses on and my normal glasses off that's as much risk I need yeah um Dashney's agreeing with you too about the yeah the hard to breathe especially yeah it's getting a lot hotter in chicago right now and muggy and we live on a swamp <laughs> chicago was built on a swamp and so like in shrek swamp in, in a shrek swamp don't care so it's <laughs> there there's there's so many like variables to this and i think that people need to understand that the recommendation and the way that we can help to stop the spread of this and the way that we can reduce the amount of people that need to go to the hospital is to wear masks when you're around, when you're going to be around people and cannot social distance. Social distancing would be the number one thing you could do to limit the amount of people that you see, to limit the amount of people that you're in contact with. Uh, you can also do your own, I guess, contact tracing and kind of know where everybody like been. If everybody's been isolated and you're going outside and you're spending time around people that you've been, everybody's been socially isolated and you like don't have to worry too much about like them coming in contact with it and you're not breathing within an enclosed space (laughs) without a mask on and you're near each other. Like there's certain things like that where it's like, yeah, that that's all that they're recommending. You don't need to try to like fucking shame people on Facebook or like, go, yeah, you know, this is never going to end. We're never going to reopen Chicago because people in Wicker Park were breathing. It's like, yeah, I know, but like they're not going into anywhere and they, they, have not recommended you wear a mask under these certain circumstances. And maybe that was the circumstance. Cause I don't know what the fuck you're posting about on Facebook. Cause I didn't see this shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's like, we, we already have the problem of that. There is no vaccine for it. Anybody can catch it. Some people show without any symptoms and other people have a harder risk, uh, of right. what will happen. Forget it. Well, they we are that. showing too that, um, like kids, like little kids and babies mm-hmm. and teenagers, are at risk of contracting this plus getting uh i think kiyosaki or kishawaki something like that disease Mm -hmm. and it's a very rare disease um that basically is a respiratory inhibitor Mm -hmm. and a lot of these kids are dying because they get it and and they're also still showing that kids are like the biggest people to pass it along because they're little fucking kids you can't tell a three-year-old not to go up to their three-year-old buddy and give them a hug it's a three-year-old They're basically wasted because <laughs> you're going to do that too. If you're drunk and you're out somewhere in a bar and not d- doing all this shit, wild nonsense. Uh, <laughs> and all these States that are reopening, it's like, that's wild nonsense, man. Like you're not, you're not going to be separated from these people. If you're drunk, like you're loving everybody, you're shaking everybody's hand, you're high fiving everybody at the bar. Um, yeah. I, I, I've seen a lot of things of like, yeah, people that like you think it's only going to be this type of people only old people or people who are are already predisposed to sickness or already have respiratory problems like they're the ones that are dying not people like me for me it'd be like getting chicken pox and it's like dude there is no evidence that you can't have chicken pox something oh i never had chicken pox oh i didn't either did you get the shot too i did get a vaccine yeah (laughs) anyway Uh, when the vaccine comes out fucking get the vaccine yeah 
But like it's oh my god, I don't even want to get into that shit about people not getting the fucking vaccine. But like if uh oh yeah, alcohol does weaken your immune system too. So that would Brian, are are you done drinking, sir? Nope. Um nope. <laughs> I just will do it privately, as I've been doing it for a couple months now. Um so it it does have a devastating effect on everybody. It has nothing to do with like seeing the numbers especially when they first started like looking into the percentage of like who is who is most at risk who is most at risk of of this being fatal for is like yeah that 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 is true that like these are the numbers these are the statistics but that does not necessarily mean that you as yourself cannot get it you as yourself will not have like severe symptoms and you yourself cannot die from it there is no evidence that that wouldn't happen so like why are you so fucking confident (laughs) and so i get that from the shaming end but it's like yeah but like just like you've already been told what you got to do just fucking do what you got to do man like yeah i i've seen a lot of people also on just like twitter just tweeting out there like i'm just so emotionally mentally exhausted like stay the fuck away from me you do what you're gonna do i'm gonna make sure i stay as healthy as i can and if you want to be an idiot go be an idiot yeah like that's which i mean unfortunately it's just kind of like what we're getting to at this point because you can't tell some angry 40 year old karen no karen's like, are the worst yeah hey you need to wear a mask ma'am and she's like no all right like, whatever i guess you're not getting your groceries today ma'am or like uh <laughs> the people who like yelled at a woman to get out of uh somewhere in new york because they weren't wearing a mask and people were like really upset about that like this is worse than the than the disease like just people that are really angry at somebody not wearing a mask inside of a store. And it's like, to a certain extent, I don't think that they should take matters into their own hands. It is not vigilante justice of wearing a mask. You could inform somebody, especially at the store to say, Hey, we noticed this person was wearing a mask. You have a sign that says people have to wear masks in here. Let the store handle it. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but, like are you not going out wearing a mask as like to form a protest or some shit because then you're i mean that's what that's what people are doing they're saying that their civil liberties are being stripped and taken down and it's not what they're like you're being led like sheep i'm like first of all (laughs) we get it like you're in fourth grade and you just heard about anarchy and you think that it's like the fucking coolest thing okay now we're done with that buffoonery yeah um Read some actual literature on it. Second of all, you listen to people about 1975, but like for the opposite side of the issue. Could you imagine? Well, I mean, even um, so I'm in this Facebook group uh, for the town I'm in, and you see just a bunch of Karen because I live in town basically full of Karens. They got time and, to go on Facebook and complain. I'm yeah, sure. about the stupidest shit, and they posted about um, like oh i think my civil liberties are being like stripped because i have to wear a mask and i don't believe that i need to and everyone was like what the fuck are you talking about but then there's also people too who are like oh no you're right because um we do have like a republican mayor who actually before pritzker announced that he was letting us go into phase three literally sent a letter to pritzker that morning yeah saying hey we're gonna sue you guys so we open up the park district which is stupid because they're saying they have enough money we are like one of the richest fucking towns from our taxes which is one of the reasons why they refuse to legalize marijuana sales in our town so i think it's just the stupidest fucking thing of course (laughs) 
Um, so that's just a whole thing. And we also had actually a racist incident on the south end of where I live. Oh my God. Um, it was on the news yesterday and this morning. And it was at an elementary school. Somebody graffitied White Pride. On, I guess like they had a they have a weird wall in like their playground area outside the school. Don't know why, but they have it. <laughs> and it was graffitied on it. And then like you meet somebody posted it in the group and they kept taking it down. And they kept taking it down. And everyone was like, there was people who like lived in the area, so they went and they were like taking photos, like, this isn't fake, like we need to pay attention to this. And like I think it was like half an hour later, um, like the city came and like put up tarp and were like scrubbing it away and like nobody wanted to talk about it wow just so that's that's so i mean that's pretty unfortunately that's pretty common here in my town like it's pretty much like the equivalent is mayor pete hmm. it's pretty much how like like the people here like to think politically like oh i'm so like progressive and like socially active but i swear to god it's basically like in if you watch HBO Watchmen, spoiler alert, if, if for some reason you haven't watched it. We've talked where, about it enough. Everybody should watch it. Yeah, everyone should just watch it. Um, but if you – in the, the main premise at the end of it was basically the white dude running for president was like, I just think black people have been given too much right now. And I think we need to rise back up and have white people in charge like and reinstate where we're supposed to be. That's basically what – this is <laughs> oh and that's been like the vibe of like that's how my town politically is and how like a lot of people who do live here like their ideology oh um <laughs> despite there being a liberal arts college that i went to in the middle of the fucking town <laughs> um so there's arts. that <laughs> it's not me um wow. but I mean, that's been the vibe this week in general, with just with everything that's been going on in the news, um, right. with like Black Lives Matter, too. Um, so those have been a lot of things. I mean, it's just kind of snowballing into each other. Everything's coming back. The fact that it's come, unfortunately, full circle with um, the latest uh, police murder, because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's on video. I saw the video but I didn't turn the sound on and I was listening to a, a news podcast this morning when I was getting ready and they played the audio and I was like, I am so upset and disgusted. Yeah. But like, that's the thing is that for other people outside the POCs to like really understand the impact of this, like they have to hear it and see it for themselves. Otherwise they won't believe it, mm -hmm. which is incredibly fucked up um, because of, you know, people's skin color and it's, ridiculous to the fact that we've gotten here and to the fact about the matter of these these officers who were involved in this killing they were all fired the four of them were fired no charges as i know of right now have been brought against them mm -hmm. but they were only fired because there was enough public outcry of course every and time. like the only the only reason a lot of these things are going to happen in succession is because there's public outcry especially for um the murder that um, happened well, in February mm -hmm. for um, Arbery, there was only repercussions for now those three men because the man who was actually filming the video was now arrested too because they right. believed that he was accomplished to those other two men. Right. Um, it was only because there was public outcry. And while, yeah, that's great that, you know, there is getting like social media and public attention and normal media attention to it. The fact that you have to go that far 
in order to receive it is ridiculous. And I mean, I've also listened to a handful of like murder podcasts lately and they have, oh as you, as you've probably seen on the Spotify, because I'll, I'll log into ours on, um, while oh, yeah. work in between dead time and I'll just listen to different ones. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was in the other day on the murder podcast. Oh boy. I, I live in the other day. I was going to listen to one, but I saw you listen to Lord didn't want to kill your vibe. <laughs> please don't, uh, please don't kill my vibe. Literal. Um, Lord. Literally actually. Um, oh, God. But what I, I've been seeing that there's actually a lot of different podcasts that are specific towards the South or like um, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, hmm. because there was so much um, neglect for those who were um, like either abducted or murdered who were down there because of, you know, their skin color and a lot of it's being brought to light now like cold cases are being reopened and solved like actually pretty quickly but they weren't back in the day because you know of racism and i think it's just so telling and so eye-opening to see how this has just all been i agree i i was listening to uh well i was watching philip defranco earlier and talk about it and he's like i gotta do this separately from everything else because it's a long story and unfortunately the internet demonetizes you when you post anything like this stuff and i was like yeah this is actually really hard hitting to like to see basically the same thing over and over again and have nothing done about it and just like there are people on the other side of the, the thing and i don't i just don't know how you can like experience something like that and see it and be wherever you are like watching it happen and go, yeah, we don't have a problem. <laughs> like, I just don't, don't get it. I also feel very weird speaking on it as a white man. And I'm like, this is a place where you need more, uh, uh, black voices on a subject like this to listen to them talk about this experience and, and know that this is happening and, and show the evidence. And, and you don't need people who look like me talking about it. You need people like me boosting those voices and saying, yes, this is true. And this is happening. And we all need to get involved and stop this from continuing on. And we need, uh, we need justice for these people. And we need the people who do things illegally and people who murder and people who like uh, people who are murderers to be punished for that. Taking a real hard stance there that white people suck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but um, uh, you know it's important things to talk about amongst uh everything going on yeah here. especially you know i guess just what sucks is just that like it's either this or coronavirus at this point <laughs> the news is just a real fucking uh real fucking delight um i can but, tell you yeah it, it's not fun <laughs> uh before we wrap it up here Sorry, I'm like typing out to Dashney, even though she's like leering. Bye, Dashney. Love you. And also she agrees. White people suck. If you want me to tell you that I love you, please come to watch our live podcast (laughs) recording so that you understand why I tell our listeners that I love them. We love all of you out there, but we love our people that are chatting with us here directly, even more than you. (laughs) It's important to know that our levels of love do change depending on how you are interacting with us. Um, it's like when you have your like i guess probably maybe i don't have kids but like your favorite kid yeah 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 
being only child, it's even better. So uh, before we roll out of here, uh, I do want to uh, come back to the subterranean GoFundMe. Uh, I posted about it on Emo Social Club earlier uh, last or later last week or whenever it was. God, time is a flat circle. Uh, so I posted <laughs> about it. Uh, I believe there's still some time left on it. Um, they've I already think, yeah. gotten pretty close to their goal, but uh, I would ask that anybody. Uh, go to their page. I think it's uh oh god, I don't know the fucking website to it, but it's uh It's a GoFundMe. Yeah, it's GoFundMe. Uh you can search for Subterranean Chicago. They're also under Subterranean Chicago on Instagram and they have a bunch of posts about it there. Um we do Emo Night LA there. I've played there a fuck ton of times in my life. It is one of the I would say one of my favorite venues in the city because it is small. A lot of uh opportunity for up and coming bands is right there. Uh, you can get a pretty nice uh, experience playing for a pretty, pretty nicely sized room. Not too big, not too small. Uh, you know, you have people upstairs looking down on you. There's no yeah. barricade at the front. So if you crowd surf, just yeah. stage dive right off. I personally love that. <laughs> if you love that too, you would want to save this venue as well. <laughs> save it so you can crowd surf and get on the stage. Um, but it is, it is just a great venue. There's a lot of opportunity for, for the local scene there. And that would really, really hurt me personally and hurt the Chicago local scene if that venue uh, got was if that venue was lost because of this, because it's just so fucking stupid that like this would be the reason we lose something that's so like important in the emo community, in the live music community, in the local uh, independent venue community, like all these things. Um, that would be a really bad, bad loss. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's on our Instagram as well. It's on all of our posts. Uh, uh, you can find it in our bio. Um, yeah, we'll we'll make sure you can find the link. Uh, if you can give anything five dollars, like it's it's yeah, that's perfect. So it's worth it. I mean, especially um, there was actually a bunch of representatives, none of them from Illinois. Fantastic. Uh, who <laughs> actually sent a uh, letter to I believe it was house i could be wrong about uh saving small venues and requesting more funds for them mm. earlier this week so you can do that and send it to your um congressperson mm. in your state through the neva website and it's already pre-tied up for you so if you just want to send it and just not think about it you can also ask for like a reply if you want um from your um representative if not you know just know you sent it or you can type it all out yourself and say, I really want to, you know, save this venue. And like, you know, this is really important to our, you know, entertainment culture and mm -hmm. keeping our city, how it's supposed to be, you know, whatever you want to say, because that shows that more has to be done and they have to keep focusing on that specific topic rather than looking at maybe some other topics that have been on the back burner for them. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I would encourage everybody to do that. Uh, put up some money that you've saved from not going to concerts for two months <laughs> and put up some money uh, to save your local venues. And then also get involved in possibly the easiest way you can just to send uh, a, a message to your representatives to, uh, to, to help fund these venues. So uh, great. Yeah. We just really fucking end on a high note and on a fucking, yeah, just like ringing bells and, tooting air horns just tooting 
just air They're horns be tooting, just rooting the tootins. Um, so, so thank you for listening to the emo social club podcast. I'm going to try to get this music. Uh, I don't assume anybody has music for concerts. <laughs> I, uh, I got refunded for a couple. Uh, no, I only got refunded for one because it was canceled. The other ones are just postponed, but I'm like, that's fine. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm still going to go whenever it is. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that 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 is the podcast we're gonna hang out and chat with anybody who's who's still on twitch uh so make sure you come to hang out with us on wednesdays at 7 30 central if you're listening to this podcast we are live every week talking we have our interview next week with the safest ledge hopefully some more interviews coming up in the future not that i don't love talking to lizzie one-on-one it's just that i am a moron and she just has to (laughs) <laughs> try to figure out what i'm fucking talking about because oh i can't talk <laughs> you keep saying clicky dickies and Jenny I just keep saying clicky dickies i almost told somebody instead of saying gin and tonics i said jenny tins and okay. i was like i'm so sorry because this it's was gonna... at like work like these are professional yep. people i'm a professional and people. i was like these are professional people who like write <laughs> news for a living and i was like i'm so sorry i i gotta leave right now <laughs> Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. I'm so sorry. You made a big mistake in keeping me in the in this round of not firing people. I <laughs> I'm excusing myself. Thank you. Don't jinx yourself, Lizzie. It'll happen. I to know. You too. Oh. oh boy. All right, I'm gonna play our outro music, and if you're hanging out on Twitch, we'll talk to you there, uh, and we'll see you next week. See you next week on the Emo Social Club podcast. And for all of us here, I am Brian. I'm Lizzie. And we appreciate you. EmoSocialClub.tv. We stream every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Monday now. And uh, yeah, just goodbye. (laughs) 